Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where we bring you the latest in the Chicago Bears experience. I'm uncle, nephew, and I'm son, and we're talking bears. What's up, what's up, Bears Nation? What's going on? What's going on? Man, same old story. Same old story. I wish we, I wish we, man, it kind of sucks when you when you just know you're you're waiting for the the unfortunate, knowing that the season has pretty much been like a a, a plan for next uh, next season and a plan for the future, just kind of seeing what we what we have um, you know, with some of the guys that the guys that we will end up keeping. Uh, long term but man it's tough man to watch this go on for so long man being being Bears fans like this I knew the Bills were gonna beat us let me not I hate to say that I knew the Bills were gonna beat us but man but having everybody out injured man Tevin Jenkins out uh Eddie Jackson out on defense and you know just guys everywhere Mooney Claypool like you saw, you saw the receivers dropping passes. You know all the backups and whatnot. Uh, man, it's just there's just no. It's just a talent deficient roster right now. You right. know. Um, You're right. You're right. Here's the here's a question. Uh, the Bills game plan does that concern you? They were able to shut down Fields' rushing, at least in this like limited sample size. This is the most effective anybody's been in containing him all year. Like what does that what does that tell you? What does that look like to you? Um, to me, honestly, it, it, it to me it looks like talent deficient roster, like you said, because I think what it is is not that um we're we're very much one dimensional in that regard, especially now. You get what I'm saying? Fields yeah. has been able to do that consistently, and most teams it seems like even though they know he's gonna be running, it's not much they can do about it. Um, but he's real elusive. I, I feel like with the Bills. They realize like, hey, this is all that is working for them. You get what I'm saying? So they just commit to that, to making sure that what, whatever does happen, Fields doesn't run. And like you said, when your receivers are dropping passes, when your protection is already bad, you get what I'm saying? You're not going to have probably many opportunities to do anything besides run. Um, Montgomery was getting, I think, 3.9, almost four yards a carry. Not bad, but um you know it's not we weren't able to move the ball with, with, with that you get what I'm saying so without being able to mix it up and you know I don't think this doesn't concern me for the future I think when we get protection around fields and we get uh even the playmakers that we have the receivers we have that you said were out um plus you know some 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 upgrades out there this doesn't concern me at all but I think that they were uh um were aware of what they needed to do and they came in and, and they executed yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It's for, for me, I'm a little bit concerned because that's that's the blueprint now. It's the first team that NFL is a copycat league. The first team to actually accomplish something, everybody just kind of copies what they did and then tries to mimic that success. So shutting fields down, everybody and their mama is gonna be okay. Well, you know, uh just force him to hand off on rpos just sit do not crash on the running backs let the running backs do whatever they're gonna do um and and sit back in pass coverage and just try to shell it out and don't give him anything short anything quick because his offensive line is going to break down before somebody comes open deep and there was really only one scenario when with that deep pass to Vilas jones where that didn't work for them 
uh, Fields only had like 119 yards and 40 of them came on that one throw. So uh, like that worked. You saw, like you said, Pettis dropped like two passes. I don't think Nikhil Harry even got a target. Um, you know, Cole Komet really didn't have much going. Uh, there was just nothing to keep those defenses from keying on fields and and limiting whatever playmaking we could do in the secondary. So uh, I, I'm a little worried about that. I mean, I get it and I understand, but like you said, uh, them knowing that the offensive line is going to break down before receivers can get open, to me, that's something we have to fix. And to me, that's talent deficient. So yeah. um, I feel like once we're able to get out of that, once we can give our receivers time to get into their routes, you know, so so um, Fields has those options, I'm not so concerned at, at that point. But right now, like like we both know, we have a lot of work to do with the roster. And um, that shouldn't be something that they can do. Let me let's put it that way. Yeah, it's a copycat league. And if we were expecting this team to be the team we take into the future, then I would be concerned. But that shouldn't be something that teams can do to us. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Take away short because we just know you can't go long. You get what I'm saying? That's not that's not acceptable. So yeah. um, I think once we get the, the right talent out there, that won't be something that uh, will work against us as, as simply. All right. I would like to believe that that's what's going to happen, but I've been a Bears fan for too long to suspect that, you know, it, it might have changed this year alone, you know, because yeah. I think with the with the way this offseason is shaping up, and we'll talk about the last two games of the season in a minute, but uh, with the way this offense is shaping up, like, where are we going to get those pieces because at the top top of the draft where we're drafting where we're picking there's really not an offensive player that is worthy of that pick that's not a quarterback already so um and then in the offseason uh just this week I want to say Elchin Jenkins who we've talked about as being a potential target uh he's signed a big contract with Green Bay Jack Conklin signed a big contract with the Browns so those top offensive line pieces are flying off the board even before the season's out because these teams are seeing what that's you know the bears are going to snap them up and then they're going to have to be worried so uh really we're losing out on on this talent and it's going to take some real creative work from polls in order to refresh that old line and revamp us with you know some some people that can make that difference right no i agree and hey that's why they get paid that money to go out there and find those guys. Uh, absolutely. But you, you're right. Um, and in, in that regard, it's a concern. If we're not able to put the team that we need together, um, then it's, it's going to still be a work in progress. You get what I'm saying? We'd like to see ourselves able to fix a lot of these holes that we have in our roster um, mm-hmm. within this next season because we have the capital to do it. We have the draft picks to do it. Um, but again, like you said, there has to be available players, you know, that, that, that can actually come in and do that job. But at the end of the day, like I said, that's all part of, um, you know, what these guys get paid to do. And um, until then, what we have is just a talent deficient roster, like you said. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's just the battle that we're going through right now. You know, that's the toughest part of it. But I feel like once we once we are able to get those pieces on board and of course, no other teams want to see their guys walk. You know, if they're able to sign guys back to keep them from coming to the Bears, especially at Green Bay. Um, coming to a, a team that they have to go against that arrivals, you know, they'll, they'll stop that as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, I feel like it's a lot of it's a lot of later round picks sometimes where you can find guys, you know, that that, that might make a, you know, might make a difference, might might want to come in. We've had some guys 
and I'm not going to say they were elite, but we've had some guys come in and make a difference on our team undrafted. Um, it only lasted for a little while that, they, you know, that they were, they weren't playing to the, to the level of what we would like to see, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it's football, man, these big guys, let them get out there, give them an opportunity. Um, hopefully with the youth that we have on the team, that's the uh, kind of hopefully the culture. You get what I'm saying? And we have yeah. guys coming that want to prove themselves and, and be able to be at the top of the league. Well, speaking of the guys at the top, I mean, Polis has done that this year. Um, he definitely put a lot of guys that wanted to prove themselves on the roster. That was really all there was to commend him on going into this season because he didn't, you know, the cover was bare walking in. So, you know, he had what, like four or five draft picks tops, turned it into 11, you know, found guys like Braxton Jones, uh, Jaquan Brisker, who's been playing well. He got his fourth sack, I think, on Josh Allen. So he's extending his lead of his team lead of sacks, which is wild. He's, uh, I want to say, the first Bears safety to lead the team in sacks if he could finish the, the season like this since, yeah. like, the, the 50s or something like that. Then you've got Kyler Gordon, who had his third pick. Um, you know, he's got two picks in back-to-back games, so he's coming on strong late. Obviously, Braxton Jones has been playing well. So we found some guys, you know yeah. what I mean? But we whiffed on others. Vilas Jones right now looks like a whiff. We'll see if he can build on his first good game of the year. Um, you know, this late, uh, you know, all the late-round linemen. Um, Doug Kramer has been on IR. Zach Thomas was practice squatted and it got snatched up by the Rams, I want to say. Um Jatir Carter hasn't cracked the rotation despite our offensive line struggles. Uh, so, you know, we, we whiffed the Tristan Ebner has been useless. Uh, we whiffed a lot. So, it, and then in free agency, obviously we tried to get Larry Young and Joby. That was a whiff. We picked up Justin Jones. He hasn't been terrible, but I can't call that anything but a whiff since he's not even beating a rookie safety for sacks um at the three technique which is supposed to be the engine of this defense so right. i mean where do where do we look at it and say okay this is what polls is good at you know what i mean like drafting high maybe i i don't know we'll see if <laughs> we'll see if he can do that again but right. you know this offseason man we're, we need to see something from him we need to see something i agree i agree i mean right now i feel like he he has the he has nothing but opportunity um, so like you said, we'll see what he does with it. He is really no excuses. Um, I feel like with what he has to work with, we should be able to definitely see a, a large improvement in this team over the, over the next season. I would hope so. Cause whew, if you don't see a large improvement with all these picks and a hundred million dollars, polls might have to go too. <laughs> man, they're already trying to give our team away, man. Trying to give, yeah. give our team away to another, um, wherever the heck they're trying to send the bears, man. Oh, Arlington Heights, man. I mean, I, that's not quite giving it away. Like every, I feel like every franchise has a stadium that's not in the city no more. You know, like the. Are they going to be the Chicago Bears? Yeah, they're not going to be the Arlington Heights Bears. They're just. Oh, that's what I thought. I thought they were selling the team to Arlington. Nah. Well, okay, maybe I was misunderstanding. Nah, they're not moving the whole. St- nah, they're just going to play out there. You're just going to have oh, to okay. make a drive to get to the stadium. That's all. Oh, okay, okay. That's gonna suck. Um, I'm not gonna make that drive probably too much. Uh, but, right. Uh, you know, that's yeah. gonna suck just because the infrastructure to like get there. Like, what are you gonna do? Get on a 95? Man, they'll probably do or 94. Ooh, what am I saying? 94. New monorail. Look, <laughs> <train>. monorail. 
I'm on the road. <laughs> Chicago will spend fourteen billion dollars anyway. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a, a hassle trying to get out there to the game. So, yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes. But we'll man, we got it. We have a lot of we have a lot of work to do. Um, I like Pose. I'm hoping I'm hoping he can be the guy to to get to turn us in the right direction. And again, man, I'm not one of these Bears fans that that just gets down on the Bears. I've I just missed the, the I just missed the the last Super Bowl that we did win, but I've seen us playing one, which I feel like we could have won, should have, could have, would have, as they say. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? I've seen some pretty good teams. You get what I'm saying? But what I like to remind people is that in Chicago, outside of the Bears, I've seen all of our teams win, and mm-hmm. I think people take for granted the fact that we one have a team in every major sport. We got two baseball teams. Some cities don't even have that. You get what I'm saying? Let alone if their team remains there because they've been bad for so long. You get what I'm saying? And other cities just never win. So yeah. I feel like people, we, we're a little bit spoiled in Chicago. Not to say that that means we don't want the Bears to win. We want all our teams to win. But I think people should really pay attention to the fact that we're usually winning in something. Right. <laughs> and right. it's looking like, man, it's looking like if Poles can get it together, pretty soon we might be a city the Bears turn in all kinds of sports. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? If we can start pulling it together, because the Bulls Bulls look pretty bad, too. Well, yeah. In the last, last, what, decade and a half, we've had White Sox, Cubs, like six Blackhawks championships. Uh, the Bulls haven't won in a while, but I mean, that's pretty good. And if it's the Bears' turn to be great next, man, behind right. JF1, right? No, that's just that's just uh poetic justice, you know, because they've been suffering in in silence since uh since '85 pretty much. So yeah. it's about it's about that time, but hey, you, you know what? On the subject of that game, I forgot about it. I feel like the Bills just didn't want to be that team. That was allowing Justin Fields to go out there and, and set records on them and be part of the show. part of his record setting season. <laughs> so they and they look and they didn't. And they didn't. But he also was saying that his foot was hurt. So after the in the press conference after, he was he was talking about how uh you know he had a little foot injury going on, oh, something okay. like that, and it was painful for him to even be walking. So he wasn't running it for they basically got lucky. Yeah. Even though I'm not gonna lie to you, I feel like, man, as a as an athlete, I feel like if you play. You're good to go. If you hurt or you injure, you don't play. I mean, if you're hurt and you play, you're good to go. You get what I'm saying? If you're gonna, if you're gonna not be the player that we need you to be, there's no use in being out there. You get what I'm well, saying? I, I feel you and I don't on that one. Cause like on the one hand, I would rather if feels his foot is hurting, sit that man down. Right. Right. Put him back in. Right. But on the other hand, he is a running quarterback, so he can kill you with his arms or his feet. So yeah, you know the difference between him and him and what was it, Nathan Peterman, is massive. Yeah, so I, get, I, get it. I mean, if we're gonna have anybody in, you can leave him in for that, but I just don't want him to get hurt worse. Right, absolutely, absolutely. But man, look, we got who we got left: the Lions, Lions, and, and the, the Vikings. Vikings. Last two weeks, what hopefully we don't pull out any improbable wins. So right now we got the set we're in line for the second pick. Yes, but because Houston won, we right. have a chance to get the first pick. If Houston wins one more game because right. they also have a tie, even though they've beaten us and we have the same number of wins, their win-loss record will be better. Their winning percentage will be better. Right. And that will give them the second pick. Right. So if Lovey Smith can pull out one more dub, let's all root 
cheer for Lovey. I know everybody here loves Lovey. Cheer for that man because one more dub from him, the Bears will get the first overall pick, which we can then use to, you know, re reshape our entire franchise with the capital we can get for trading down. And we can probably trade down from one to like five and get several first round picks. So um that's a that's a huge trade ship especially this year when there's so many quarterbacks. i want to ask you that dude and because may what are you thinking um second second pick versus first pick what do you what do you think as far as like because right now we're with the second pick do you think that first pick is a world of difference from the second pick or i will say it's not a world of difference but it will make a significant difference. Reason being, Houston is likely to select a quarterback. They might not. There's a slim chance they could select like Jalen Carter or whatever and plug him in at that three technique if they really want Lovey Smith to still be the coach. What they do after the season with Lovey is going to tell us kind of what they're going to do next. Because right now, they have Davis Mills, who's been serviceable, but he has very little talent around him. Um, they're starting to put those pieces in place, but they might look to the defensive side of the ball to try to help them win games by selecting a, a generational talent rather than selecting a quarterback, which they might be happy with. Right. But as we just saw with like Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence, though, if you've got the top of that draft – Generally, you take the quarterback if you've got a question mark even a little bit. So I would say Davis Mills on his way out, quarterback in, and they get to pick whatever quarterback they want. Where if we're in the second pick, we're trading away that pick to somebody and they get the leftovers for whatever quarterback. But if we've got the first pick and the first pick is for sale, there's a bidding war because there's going to be a bunch of teams that want their pick of the quarterback. They might have like, oh, C.J. Stroud is 10 times better than Bryce Young because he's not, you know, 5'10", 190, yeah. like Bryce Young is. Or maybe I really like Will Levis because he's 6'5", and he could be the next Josh Allen or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they could really have that in their head. And if they're trading up to get the guy that, like the sole guy that they want, right. no questions asked, they need that they're going to give up whatever to yeah. get and that's the difference between pick number one and pick number two. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense, man. I'm ho I hope they can get that win. I hope they can get that last win. Hey, me too, man. I'm it'll really lucky, nice. man. Look, it'll I'm be nice. just lucky. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're right. So, yeah. yeah, man. I don't. I hate to say it, man. I don't see us getting any more wins. I wouldn't be mad if we do or don't. Um, I mean, I, we could beat the Lions. We very well. We almost beat them last time. Right. We were a little bit we almost. We almost beat a few teams this season. We almost beat a lot of teams this season, right. but mostly just off the back of Justin. So, right. with Justin being, you know, a little banged up, the Lions, you know, they're they're a little weaker defensively. We'll see how that goes, but um, I, I would I would hope that we're not stupid enough to win this game. I would really hope that because the Broncos are in full tank mode. Um they're uh you know they're getting their higher pick from wait is it or is it seattle getting their high pick from the broncos yeah yeah there you yes. go the broncos are in full tank mode so like they're they're i think they just fired their coach if yep. i'm not mistaken nathaniel hackett so yeah um 
Yeah, that's gonna be man. And maybe and maybe the players rally because they fired their coach. Like they want to prove like, you know, it was, it was the about us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe the Broncos pick up another dub um and move Seattle kind of out of that out of that competition for the number two pick. That would be nice. Um, but man, it's just it's just rough out here, man. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it, man. In the second half, man, of this last game against the Bills, it just got all out of control. We were winning, actually, at halftime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were up at the half. That's that's what impressed me the most about that yeah. game is that when we came out on offense and defense, we came out swinging against one of the best teams in the league. We just couldn't keep it up. Um, you know, we just we just need that. Uh, you know, like you said, that extra talent to make it so that when they go in there at halftime, they can't just look at film and say, okay, this guy can't do this. This guy can't do that. This guy can't do that. That's what we're going to do. Right. And, and pick on those, you know, those uh, weak links in our offense and yeah. defense. So, Man, they look like us running the ball out there. <laughs> that's, that's a huge, that's a huge thing. And that's something that I really hope gets addressed this offseason. I guess we're, we're talking about the offseason now. Um, Free agency. I want to see us get some real run stoppers in the D line, man. Because, God, man, I'm so tired of watching dudes just run through our defense like it's nothing, man. If we can't stop the run, like what's what kind of team even are we, man? There's some talented D tackles. There's Draymond Jones from the Broncos. He's coming out. Deron Payne from the Redskins. He's coming out. Um. There's some there's some kind of mid tier guys behind them, and then there there might be a surprise a surprise player or two that becomes available through free agency or trade. So, I just want to see one or two guys to to really clog that middle up who are some game wreckers who will not allow this kind of mess. Because you know if we go into next season with you know loaded up on offense and we're all ready to go, you know we're putting up thirty points a game because Justin Fields got some weapons and some protection, and then they, you know, they could just run the ball and equal that. Like, come on, man. Right, right. That's what I'm worried about the most. Yeah. Yeah, me too. We got it. And you know what? It starts in the trenches, man, and hopefully that's that was something Paul said was a focus of his, um, being that that was, that was what he used to play. Uh, hopefully – Hopefully that's where he starts, man. I feel like that's what we need to address most, protecting fields. And like you said, man, uh, winning the war up front, we should not be getting ran through like that. Those are games that we put up. <laughs> man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And that's, I mean, that that kind of puts it in, in perspective, though. Is, back for 100 yards? Yeah, I, I think I think we're going to have to go, I think we're going to have to go defense and free agency and offense in the draft. Because that's kind of the way that the talent is shaping out. Because right. there's really nobody, there's no wide receivers that are going to be available. The top offensive linemen have just signed. So there's really not going to be a top O-line guys that come available unless some stuff changes real late. I mean, it really, we're going to need to pick up that talent young um, on offense and, and see what we can do with defense. And, and that's I'm worried about that because our coach is a defensive head coach. So his job is reliant on whether his defense performs. All right. And what's he going to do? He's going to be in the ear of the general manager talking about, yeah, give me Jalen Carter, give me Will Anderson at number one, number two. 
And that, I, I, I don't think that's what's best for the franchise long term. Yeah. So that that brings up some serious questions about whether Flus being the right guy to coach Justin Fields is, you know, whether that's the correct choice. Hmm. Think about it this way, right? Say we go in next year, say we draft high on offense, say we put an offensive line around Fields, give him a dynamic wide out, yada, yada, whoever it is, you know. Um, then we go into next year and the defense is terrible, terrible, terrible. And the offense is great, great, great. Do we then fire Ploose to hire Getsy to move Getsy up to head coach? Is that the right move? You know what I mean? Like, because one, we don't know how Getsy is as a leader, as somebody who actually runs the team. And two, if you put Getsy on that head coaching spot, does what happened in Matt Nagy happen to him where, you know, he is, you know, serviceable as, you know, when he's like game planning and doing all that, that all works. And when it's time for him to split that attention, then his offensive game plans fall apart. And he's right. no longer effective at delegating that task or whatever, or he can't ma- micromanage that like a, like an Andy Reid can. Right. So then that creates this kind of like hot potato situation with your with your offense coordinator. And also, does does Getsy get signed uh, away from us to another team if we keep flukes? Right. So uh, that's the one question I still have with flukes is how is that? How is that situation going to get handled? Because it's it's precarious at best. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I do kind of agree with what you're saying um, as far as building, getting the offense through the draft. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think we need to look at what's best for the team. I, I would hope I would hope that as, the, as a head coach, even though your, your defense, um, defensive um, focus, I will hope you want what's best for the team. You get what I'm saying. Um, granted, I understand you're gonna want the guys you want out there, but it's still it's still a team effort. You get what I'm saying. It's two sides of the ball, and I and I hope these guys are professional enough to see that. Um, but I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, but we'll just have to see, man. I think that's where um, polls will come in. Have to have to make sure everybody's on on the same page, and make sure things things get handled properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, man, that's all stuff I'm hoping. By the time the draft time comes up, I'm hoping they make the right moves. I'm hoping they're able to spend some of that money in the right way in the offseason and get and getting us some guys. I try not to overthink it, man, because you're absolutely right. It's really, it's really no telling. Um, it's really no telling how that how that might get might get handled. I can't even I can't even speculate, to be honest with you. It's it's a it's a ever-evolving situation for sure. Right. Every right. every week that kind of dynamic changes, you know. Like, I think this offseason, nobody's really going to be checking for Getsy because just the passing numbers have been so low. You haven't seen that consistency. Even though he's done a tremendous job with fields, like, I think everybody is going to kind of look at it and say, okay, well, you know, at the very least, he needs another year play calling, you know, to to show us that he's got that that it to make him the head coach. Um, I think the best possible scenario is we get caught in – a situation like the chiefs where nobody hires um his offensive coordinator because they're like uh you know is it him is it Mahomes? is it andy reed yada yada and then he just gets to stay on that team for a long time because yeah. i've always said it the biggest problem the bears quarterbacks have is not talent it's consistency every year it seemed like we were changing ocs 
changing our schemes. You know, I think Jay Cutler went through like five offensive coordinators in five years at one point with us. Like it was nuts. Like nobody can, nobody can succeed like that. So if we start repeating those same mistakes, man, with fields, I'm going to be very, very, very worried about how he's going to do it. Cause he's already gone through, I think four and five years between Nagy and college. So yeah, I don't know, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be something to watch for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's handling it well so far. But I, you're right. I hope they do get some consistency to it. I mean, you don't win switching things up all every. You know what I'm saying? That's not you. usually don't see success like that, like you said. So hopefully that's not something they're trying to do. I mean, when moves need to be made, they need to be made. Um, you know, it's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of things that go on uh, in house with a lot of these teams. Um, you know, especially when we do see things like that. So. Um, but like I said, um, new people in there now, hopefully they're professional enough to get the job done and know what we need to do to be it, to be a winning organization. All of the rest of that to me is semantical. And as a fan, that has nothing to do with me, <laughs> but I definitely understand this place. You get what I'm saying? I understand this place. I'm just hoping that we got the right guys in place now uh, for our team. Man. And like you said, we'll, with the tail of the tape will be when it's their time to do their job. How well they perform, how, how well Gessie can continue uh, with the success of fields. You're getting some pieces out there, um, how well he does. Um, I always just hope the guys get along, man. I, this is one thing I've always said, especially in, in team sports. I just hope that the guys are on the same page. If, you, if you're not on the same page, everybody doesn't have the same vision. This person wants to do this. This person wants to do it his way. Um, then it's, you're probably not going to have any success like that at all. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's got to be some way where you all can come together, even if there is competition. So maybe like a little friendly competition. I remember when they used to talk about uh, who was it on the, I forget the Bears other coach when it was Dicker and I forget the other coach that was the, the, uh, when they won the Super Bowl. But whatever the story was, I guess it was like some animosity between them, but it worked. You get what I'm saying? You did. You do your job well, I do my job well, and when we succeed, there's nothing else to say. You get what I'm right. saying? When it works, it works. Um, so I'm hoping we can we can get that back. Like you said, man, it's been a long time, over 30 years since we've had since we won a Super Bowl. Um, and I feel like, man, we're we're Chicago. I feel like it's our time. <laughs> I feel like it's our we time. Do, I feel we like do things go in, in the sports world. We we have a young superstar quarterback who's got his entire career in front of him. It's our time. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely looking up. No matter how we handle this offseason, I think the arrow, like, well, I, I'll put it this way: the arrow can't do anything but go up. It's not like we could go down from here. We can't. <laughs> we can't. Literally, we, we can't. We talk about. We, we can talk go about down one more spot. Up. Look, <laughs> right, right. come on, lovey. <laughs> we might not be able to even do that before the end right. of the year. So right. we might be. We might be rock bottom. So, right. uh, I mean, I want to say before the offseason, man, people were predicting that the Bears would have the worst record in the league and will be in contention for the number one pick it's happened but it hasn't happened the way that they said which i'm happy with that right i'm real happy with that it's been you know what i'm i'm happy justin's healthy i'm happy that we're getting to see what we got i'm happy that we made the move for claypool and that they're showing that they want to put pieces around justin to make him successful um i'm happy he's having a record setting season so that even through the, the hard times this kid's out there showing what kind of a star he is, you get what I'm saying, and setting records. Mm. So I think that's good to have those those little personal victories. You get what I'm saying, um, even when things are going bad. Um, so, I mean, I think those will just be stepping stones for us, man. And I think Justin Fields is a, is a competitor, and I think he, he works to get better. 
Um, and so, I, and I think he will. I think at the end of the day, will is a lot of it. Um, and once you get a group of guys who are committed, you get what I'm saying, to doing their job and getting better. I think you 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 almost can't lose with that. Yeah, yeah. And here's a here's a fun question though that I've been thinking about a lot, and I want to know what you think about this. So, Fields is he's cracked a thousand yards for the season, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on how his foot injury is or whatever, if he was just sore or whatever, that's one thing. But if he's good to run, he's got 200 yards, 207 yards in two games to break Lamar's single season rushing record. And if he does, even if he doesn't, I would say, even if he doesn't, he has done it on a team with way worse blocking, with way worse receiver talent, with way worse tight end talent i mean Komet is good but mark andrews is, is on another level so yeah. uh, he's done it on a much less competitive offense would you call if he even if he didn't would you call him the better rusher at quarterback than lamar would you think that he is better equal or worse um well i'm, I'm not gonna i'm biased but i think he's better and, and not only do i think he the reason why i think he's better because i think he's just i think they're both elusive you get what i'm saying i think they're both fast um but i think what it is is justin's just a little bit bigger too you get what i'm saying i think lamar um he probably easier to, to he gets hurt a little bit easier you get what i'm saying um not that we want to see Justin get cracked, but I haven't seen Justin run through somebody and put him in the hospital this season. So um, that's just not something that yeah. I see Lamar Jackson do. You get what I'm saying? But I think they're they're both great, great players. And I think they're similar, but mm. I think Justin's better. And I think the fact that I think Justin's definitely a better passer, I think for me, also gives credit to his legs because then it's like, I'm not just, it's not just a foot race with me. It's like, no, I run if I need to, or I run to, you know, for the purposes of the game, you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Not because I'm just better at running. At least that's how I feel. I don't feel that Justin has to. I think when Justin gets some protection and gets those weapons out there, we won't see him running like this. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? I think it's just part of the game. I think this is Lamar Jackson's go-to, if, it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But that's just how I look at it, man. I think they're both great, talented running quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Lamar. Justin accidentally did this. That's how I think <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Like. That's true. It was because with Lamar, it was like a feature of his game, even in right. college. You know what right. I mean? Like he he intentionally ran. Right. And for Justin, it was like, oh, what what we got to do to get yard? What do we got to do to get touchdowns? Oh, I got to run because right. can anybody else do it? All right, I'll do right. that. <laughs> and then he just right. went out like, cool, plug me in, coach. Right. So I, I think that's part of it. But I think the other part of it to me is – you rarely see Lamar run through arm tackles. Right. And the best running backs in the league, arm tackles don't mean nothing to them. Right. Um, and that's that's what Justin has that Lamar doesn't. Because if you line both of them up and then run them 40 yards and then you have defenders chase them, they're not catching either of them. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I don't feel like that's a differentiating factor. Right. Look, Justin's going to run away from the whole defense just like Lamar is. But like you said, that strength and that ability to just, I think really what sets it apart is that run against the Lions, like that you said, you put, you know, he put that guy in the hospital. Before he did that, he had a defensive tackle grab him around the waist in the backfield Mm -hmm. while two other defensive linemen were sprinting at his face. And he juked all of them, broke the tackle, and then ran off and put somebody in the hospital. Lamar, 
as much as I love Lamar, that's not a play that's in his bag. You know what I mean? That's maybe a sack for him if he can't just shake that guy entirely. So, you know, once you get your hands on him, it's a a little bit different. Right. And Hassan Reddick found out too. Grabbed Justin around the back, around the scruff of the neck. You know, thought he thought he was grabbing a little little kid, and he got sunned. Right. Got sunned real quick. So, um, but as far as as far as uh, you know, the upside goes, I, I do think I agree with you. I think he has the potential to be a better passer. Lamar is more further down the road than he is, but right when he gets there, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be scary because like think about like. If you just like getting lit up by this dude in the air, like Joe Burrow type, you know, he, he you know, once Justin start putting together 250, 300 yard days in the air consistently, because he's got that time to throw in the pocket, then, you know, you're selling out and then they call it a QB run. <laughs> right. Like, what, are you, right. what are you doing? That's the option and not the default. You know what I mean? When you can't exactly. game plan for that because you've right. got a game plan for the throwing. So exactly it's gonna be it's gonna be nice man seeing them i mean first downs he's gonna be able to walk to like you know what (laughs) man i'm telling you man i'm telling you it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be crazy that's it man they just got to put the pieces in place man i I feel like that's their job to be to go out there and and know who the players are you get what i'm saying beyond those those top picks okay what's available in in the the later rounds you get what i'm saying and make those picks worth it yeah Man, you know what, man? I, I I would be totally okay if they did this whole draft for offense, the whole yeah. thing, top to bottom. Yeah. I would be totally okay with that. And reason being is, if we had just you know just the the amount of talent that is on our that is on our offense, if we just upgraded that to the level where it could at least keep up with Justin at nearly every position. Like, you don't have to be as good as him at your job. But if you just had just talent to tap into mm-hmm. at that level, at every position, I don't think it matters what our defense does. I think no. if you get a couple free agents, you're cool. And I don't think it matters. And I think it matters more for the offensive players to be around Justin's age than the defensive ones. That's yeah. the biggest part. And that's the biggest reason I want us to draft for offense. But I agree. that's just my opinion. I agree. I think the the real pushback of that is that we're the Chicago Bears and we're just so used to having these dominant defenses, even when the offense isn't, you know, isn't that. But like you said, man, we we got Justin Fields. So we're going to be good at offense. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right. used to it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I would I wouldn't mind that either to draft to put the talent around him and then build the defense. I mean, put it together. You get what I'm saying? If we have, you know, slowly by slowly implement those guys into that defense to hold these teams to lesser and lesser points each, each time we go out there. Mm. You know, and I feel like that can that can be the work in progress. But I feel like you're right. Immediately, we need to get some talent around Justin on the offensive side. And and quick and so they can grow with him. You know what I mean? That's that's the biggest deal is put guys that are that have that arrow pointing up around him and then yeah. and then let them all ride that arrow up together. Yeah. Because I, I, I think we see it with Mooney. Like when Mooney is not on the field, our wide receiver core looks sparse, dude. And they didn't look good with Mooney on the field, but with him off the field, it's like, dog, can somebody get open? Yeah. <laughs> like it's right. terrible terrible so God, you're right you're right man but hey man I think I think the guys on the team like the Moonies and you know Justin and Claypools I think these guys are aware of what's going on and um 
they got to just do what they can do, build the chemistry, and they know that them guys need to put some other pieces around them as well. So, um, man, I just don't want anybody to suffer any major major injuries, you know what I'm saying, to take them out there. Because, man, we have no protection. <laughs> Look, nobody's safe out there. And that's, and that's what, man, that's what scared me when Tevin Jenkins went down with that neck injury, man. Like that, I was like, man, can't nothing happen to Tev, man, because he is the only, I would say, blue chip building block on our offensive line right now. Braxton Jones could be a piece, but um, Tev is looking like the guy, you know what I mean, at, at right guard. So, um, you know, if he's if he's one of the top three, four guys in the league at his position, that's a huge, huge thing for us to have. So if he can't solve this injury bug, man, that's going to that's going to hurt a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. Well, yes, that's what we have to wait and see, man. So we got to wait and see two more, two more weeks, 18 week season, 17 games. Justin still chasing history, possibly. So we're gonna see, man. He actually said, you know what? If he goes, he's gonna go out there to do it if he can. So yep. hopefully he's healthy to play. He can go out there and show us some magic these last couple of games. And we can still... be real. He could he could bust that in one game if he really needed to. You know he could. A couple, you know he a couple could. of long runs. <laughs> that record is done. Yep. So yep. well, yeah. I'm nephew. I'm son. <laughs> and we're, we're talking, talking bears. bears.